0: Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it, too. com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's com with the promo code TSFS. Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. award-winning gummies 21 plus that's via hemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout support the show tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with via hemp
1: yes I gotta come up with a special dance for this one Yeah.
0: yeah Right, because we can really only move our upper bodies.
1: Yeah, you can't see what's going on below the desk, guys. We need In My Feelings just for your
0: upper torso. Every page, every make you say, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. She got the scoop. Hey culture news. So great drinking ain't what you think. It's Sarah and the crew. You guys, it is Monday and that means a brand new Hey Phrase show. Live on Facebook and of course podcast. You can always find the show. Just go to Facebook.com. Hit Sarah Frazier pages. Boom. And we are live at 1230 Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier. I am here with producer AJ who is in studio with me today. We have an incredible show. I am so excited about our guest, Rabia Ch- I'm saying it correctly. Rabia Choudhury Is our special guest. She's going to be on with us today. Which is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is so incredible because if you don't know that name, you will once I say Serial Podcast. Yeah. And essentially, Rabia is the woman who started an incredible true crime movement. And Rabia was dear friends and still is with Adnan Saeed, who, of course, was the subject of the Serial Podcast. Rabia is an attorney. She's a mom. She lives in Maryland and she's an advocate. She also hosts Undisclosed Podcast and 45th Pod, um, both exploring the justice system system. So she's going to be on with us today because over the past year, I mean, the Adnan Saeed story has lost like a little bit of steam, I think, because it's not hasn't been like right in the public eye. Yep. Um, But there's been a lot of new developments. Um, HBO is getting ready to launch a docu series, And so Rabia is going to be on with us to talk about how Adnan is doing. Um, and surprisingly enough, you know, I don't know that Rabia and her family I don't know how wild they have been. I think they're very grateful for the serial coverage, but I'm not sure that they loved everything that went down. Well, I mean, it's so hard to have that going through with your family. I know. Especially It affects everybody in the family. It really does. And I think that they were not happy that Serial all these years has never really taken a stance in saying, is Adnan innocent or is he guilty? And of course, um, Rabia, who's been a family friend of Adnan's for years, says that he is innocent, that Undisclosed Podcast breaks it down as to how he is innocent. Um, But we're going to talk to her live, so I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what she has to say about it. Uh, in the meantime, we have to one hundred percent shift gears because I'm having a hard time looking at you today. Oh God, why? <laughs> did I do something wrong? I, What's going no, on? You really do. I had a dream over the weekend, my first sex dream of a coworker, and it is so awkward. No, I really I'm sorry, did. Tell me it's Rob Spiewak. No. <laughs> Tell me it's Oscar Santana. No, it was you. Oh, this my God. This is like, yeah, no, in dead serious. I know, I can't even believe this, but honest to God, this is so embarrassing. I was using my vibrator on my bed, okay, and Okay, I'm you sorry. Did any of you guys clothes. know this in the control room? Did anybody hear this story before me? I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what
1: the it, heck? What,
0: what the hell is going on? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This happened last night. Last night, I'm having a vivid dream that I am like, I'm on my bed. Not only that, this is how embarrassing it was and how much I remember. First of all, I was completely Winnie the pooh it. Like, I had a t-shirt on in the dream dream completely (laughs) using my vibrator on the bed not like under the sheets like on top of the bed and you were running around my apartment styling me like with clothes okay this is so I know I know I don't even know how I'm looking at you well, can, what, what what am I acting
1: like in the dream? Like, do it did I act yeah. like a no, normal it, Andrea? You were Chellous. completely like walking
0: around. Like you were completely walking around like it was <laughs> oh totally- like, You were like, it's fine, it's fine, and I'm completely self- are, are you doing anything? No, I remember in the dream thinking I have to stop doing this like in front of AJ. This is odd. And like I didn't even stop. It like, was no. it nighttime or was it just no. midday? Midday vibes. Oh. <laughs> My
1: <laughs> God,
0: <laughs>
2: Leslie, who's our digital content creator, she's in studio today. What you want to are... say something? Of course you can. Wait, I thought there was like a sex stream that you had with AJ. Oh, oh no, she guess... I... no, but yeah, I feel I like, like oh, that
1: would have been way worse. That would have been a million times worse. Is it worse? I feel like it would have been better if we'd have seven, having sex instead of you watching me use my vibrator. I wasn't I even like watching. I, I probably was doing one of these like, oh, it's fine. I don't, I, it doesn't no, bother you me weren't, at all. You weren't. You were I not was into it. I was face. watching you. You were
0: completely like relaxed.
1: Yeah. Okay. But I wasn't like, oh yeah, do it harder. Right. <laughs> I wasn't encouraging you like your little cheerleader. I was choosing oh outfits, God. right? I you were you were like choosing outfits, but you were completely walking by. It was we're so not, uncomfortable wait, Was stand there. Oh, no. by the way, so I went to the apartment on Friday, and I totally felt like third wheel, like kind of your child. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, because well, what day was it? I don't know what day we were there, but. but- I was was just just hanging out. No, it was Friday. It
0: was Friday, yeah. And
1: yeah, so Sarah and Dan, it was like, you know, mom and dad, I was just hanging out. We were, like, Dan made us lunch. Like, he was like, oh, I found this amazing recipe in the Washington Times for hummus. And I was like, you guys are the cutest couple ever. So he just runs over to Whole Foods and makes us a little, he serves it to us. He's like, oh, can I clean that up for you, AJ? I'm like, thank you. And you guys were so cute. And you just
0: kept saying, hey, babe. Ba- you guys are that couple that says babe. I know. We really are. All the So time. what did, did you get the sense that I really like him? Like, of course. We, okay. See, I just feel like we have to tell people that because people listen to this podcast and they You're think right. I don't guys, love Dan. They're so in love. Dan's
1: like, oh, I'm going to go make hummus. And then Sarah's like, okay, babe. <laughs> see you later, Gorge doll. I was like, the names that they have for each other, you'd think that they are like... Sarah,
2: you can't say that anymore,
0: okay? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We're trying not to because we got an e- I got a message on Instagram, and, and now I get more messages from people. Um... About, I comment on how gorgeous you guys both Uh, are. And people say, as someone like myself, who's a very big advocate for women, I should not lead with how gorgeous you two are. I should say that you guys are smart and witty and assertive and leave out the beauty stuff because we're all so hung up on. But I think everybody is beautiful. I really do. I do too. I think there's so much beauty in this world. I completely
1: agree. And I don't think you're downgrading or saying something bad about us by saying gorge first. I mean...
0: you well it's when Sammy K was on the show he felt like yeah he felt like I should be using my platform as a different message like oh. it's okay to say that in real life but then like I shouldn't be projecting that out in the public eye which of course I love Sammy I love what he has to say so well, then Sammy's I'm like, like oh. you're not
1: gonna say I'm this hot hunk over here you're gonna say <laughs> Sammy's smart and successful
0: <laughs> I think Sammy K is very hot like in his own right you know he's oh, yeah, yeah. he's got that like growlessly <laughs> like shaking her head no okay no, now, he definitely <laughs> has that like smoker
1: chill vibes like I loved his white t-shirt with the suit jacket I thought he looked like super dad cool yes
0: he looks dad chic yeah and gorgeous yeah (laughs) right okay yeah silence okay okay (laughs) anyway AJ did come over to our apartment on Friday and Dan uh, made us lunch he made his own homemade hummus with a little olive oil salt and pepper
1: which was delicious by the way and you guys should check out the Washington Times article my mom was all about it too she's went straight to the website found it wants to make hummus now if you're a hummus for your chickpeas makes you fart but (laughs)
0: yeah, <laughs> Or that Anyway I had to tell you that because it was so crazy Maybe it was because I saw you on Friday Then I had the dream about you I would have rather been having sex with you I feel like that would have been less intimate Than having my vibrator out Full spread legs and you were just like walking around my apartment It was very uncomfortable I, was, I, I felt guess really you're not bad. comfortable because I have a dog And sometimes I'll let
1: my dog in my room And she just sits there while I masturbate <laughs> And some people are super <laughs> against that And I don't like want her to look at me So I'll cover her with a blanket but she's still in the room so you must feel weird about that. And
0: that seems to be an ongoing issue and topic on this oh, yeah. show, too, is a selfie selfie in front of right. your pets or like when your pet is in the room. We I get know. emails about that all the time. Uh, well, you can always email the show. It's Sarah with an H at com. Have you had a dream about hooking up with or, you know, vibrating yourself in front of your coworkers? <laughs> I'm sure you have. Uh, we have to thank some of our sponsors, by the way. They'll love this. Uh, Bioclarity. What great lead in. Yeah, great lead in, right? Uh, Bioclarity, you've seen it on my Instagram, which is at HeyFrage. I have been using them as my new skincare routine, and they are amazing. They have two um, skincare routines that have three steps, and then Floralux is their secret treatment. They have one for essentials, which is if you have more oily and acne-prone skin, and then they also have a clearing skin routine, which is what I use for more normal to dry skin, and I definitely have that. Um, so you want to go to Bioclarity.com. They're unbelievable. They use all natural ing- ingredients, including Floralux, which uses chlorophyll from plants. It's unbelievable. It's a little powerhouse that helps reduce the appearance of redness, feed and defend cells with an alphabet of nutrients and boosts your natural beauty. It's ultra nourishing, nutrient rich, redness reducing, as I met, ma- as I mentioned, healing and an antioxidant overachiever. You will love it. Plus, this is what I love about BioClarity. 100% vegan, cruelty free, paraben free, sulfate free, gluten free and fragrance free. Yes, I, I get migraines, AJ, that are like triggered by fragrance. Fragrance. So oh, I have heard that before. I love using BioClarity because you don't have to deal with all the fragrance. My listeners get fifty percent off a routine. Everyone has been commenting on my social media as well that it's very affordable. The price points for these products are really reasonable in the $20 range and the $30 range. I'm obsessed with their mask. And I think that's important to mix and match. I hate having to buy like $75 for one cream. Oh, I know. It's so expensive. So my listeners get 50% off a routine. Shipping is totally free and it's risk free as well. If you don't like it, you get your money back and they have a money back guarantee. Go to bioclarity.com, order your first routine. Put in code phrase F-R-A-S-E, and then you get the clear skin or the essentials. Try it 50% off. Use code phrase on your first routine. We also have to thank Jessica Claros. Yay! We've been talking about this. She got her first client from the Hayes Frase podcast. You guys are amazing. You want to know how to support the show, support everybody that works on the show, then please, please, please buy from our sponsors. Use them. Call them. Jessica Claros is in Maryland, and she is a certified insurance agent with Farmers Insurance. She takes care of your auto, your home, home, life, long-term, short-term disability. I have that insurance. You need it. For the first time ever, I got my life insurance policy, and that is literally how my mom survived after my dad passed away when I was in high school. Jessica Claros is in Silver Spring, Maryland. You can go to Farmers.com backslash Jessica Claros, or you can call her. She handles everybody in Maryland. Her number is 301-273-1133. And then, of course, you need your auto, you need your home insurance because you've just bought a home and you got your mortgage through Mark Livingstone at Cornerstone First. How much do we love Mark Livingstone? love the man. Isn't he amazing? Like I want to take him out for drinks and then I want to pay for him. Actually, we need to get him back on this show because I need to find out he was going to go on a date with a listener. So I need to find out like whatever happened. Oh my God. I I know I need a follow up. I want to be a fly on the wall with Mark's dates. I know, he's super fun, but Mark and his team takes care of your mortgage needs. If you're in the market to buy a house, even if you're buying your second home, you're on your third home, uh, they got you at Cornerstone First Financial. Go to hayfrase.com. Any application fees that you might acquire are completely waived when you tell him HayFrage sent you, okay? Um, So you can be applying for your mortgage. Dan and I just got approved. We are currently looking for apartments and condos around the Virginia area, so mm mm-hmm. Good yep. news. Yeah, so absolutely. Check out Mark Livingstone for sure and let them know that Hey Fresh sent you. Okay, I want to get to a couple of stories um, and I want to find out uh, around this office, right? Because we, we podcast at Podcast Village. That's where we do all of our live shows, everything. So Leslie and AJ constantly talk about this show, Riverdale, Is that am I getting it right? Yes. I want to know what the obsession is because you two are like two eighth graders talking <laughs> about like how everyone's hot, who the characters are, who we need to know. who we, I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't even tell you where this show is. Is this show on Netflix? So
1: it's on Netflix, but it's a CW series, yes. and I'm so excited that oh. Leslie watches it too because she can back me up on um, all the stuff. Excuse me, I watched it first. You're and right. Then she did. Came into
2: the picture. But
1: what like, I'm annoyed yeah. with you is that you didn't even tell me about this. I had to find it on Netflix when I was in a binge fest, and you then then I came in. You're like, oh, I watched that too. I'm like, well, you didn't well, let me we, know about
2: it. Well, you guys, I didn't even know that was the style you liked in series. Okay, it's,
0: okay, so I'll give you this, tell like me, a quick yeah, little... You guys have to tell us what, is, what the hell is Riverdale all about, because I know
1: nothing about this show. So it's super drama-filled. It's based off of Archie Comics, so they, have, they name all the characters like it. Archie, Veronica, Betty, Cooper, and there's a murder in the town, and just like the whole entire... There's two seasons. I think they're filming the third, right, Leslie?
2: Yes, yes. When okay. is, do you know
1: when the third one's coming out?
2: Not, not yet. I don't know. But so I'm so happy that it's coming out soon.
1: And so we we fight on this because there's two main lead guys. There's Jughead Jones, who is Cole Sprouse. You guys know him from uh, Oh yes, the Sweet Life, Life of
2: Second Cody, exactly, and Big Daddy, and all of these great movies as what? well. Thank you.
1: Okay, so obviously you know who Leslie likes, and I like Archie, who's the redhead, who is Austro- He's New Zealand, so he has an accent. He's so freaking hot. I mean. Okay, this does this picture doesn't do him justice. I guess I chose all these smaller images, but okay. So he's redhead. He has like an eight pack. He's just like he's like the okay the all right. He's kind of heroine cute. of the series. Like, What's this guy's name in real life? What is it? KJ Appa? KJ Appa. That's yeah. the actor. Okay. Yes. In real life. I gotta he Google these people. Amazing. He's, he's super young and he just got this part and now he's just blown up insanely. Oh. And he skateboards, he bikes, he's super active. He's an actor. He
0: plays the guitar, swoon. And they're just
2: like yeah, uh, the, How the much hell? hell? Better, I mean, okay,
0: Shannon course. and I are like Shannon is our other digital content creator. She does audio. We're like, how the I don't know anything about these people. Like, you guys act like this is I don't know. I'm trying to even think. Okay. I
3: watched the show. You okay, do you show want too? To- oh my God. Where Welcome the hell have you been? Okay, she's like not you even, see? she's being quiet over there. Yeah, I watch it. And that guy is super hot. Isn't he? Okay, do you think oh my do you
1: think Jughead <laughs> no. is hot? What? No, yeah. yeah. With his, with is his oh, my
2: God. No, 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 no. Excuse no. me. Excuse me. You need to get on the mic,
1: too. Oh, my God. Jughead Jug is
2: amazing. I with love his gross-ass
1: uh, crown no. hat, his beanie. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. That, that looks like it barf. stinks. No, that's
2: just a person, a character. He is amazing in real life. He's just hotty goals. Can I would you be pull up a photo a of him? Of course, okay, so I, I brought will. up.
0: Hopefully, some of these pictures are not as so, pixelated. Wait a second. Wait a second. I have a question, though. Like, why are, do these people have superpowers in this, or no? no. Basically, no. they're
1: the no. yeah, they don't. They're just teenagers. There's, uh, that's the crazy thing is that they're dealing with murder and they're teenagers. Like, what teenager is dealing with their dads <laughs> and everybody's murder? And they're like the crime solvers. They're like, we must go and form this army. So, to that extent, it's like, okay, get over yourselves. You're literally in ninth grade, and nobody looks like that. Of
2: course. But oh they, my God. they get you drama right? They get you going.
1: But I will say this. I'm going. <laughs> to a <laughs> party going,
2: it gets you going okay I'm not... <laughs> i mean no wait. i'm saying that it gets you going the series oh like know? yes yeah you, like,
1: you get hooked and then i had yeah. to keep watching it so now i'm hooked yeah and um but i will say that my friend i found this out after i watched it and now of course i'm trying to reconnect with her so we haven't talked <laughs> since college okay but her brother is the gay character the really funny one who's awesome oh. yes
2: he's so cute He's so cute her... friend
1: yes okay, but, okay what is his yeah. name
2: uh, he's the, uh, the kid from the um the cops um, the cop's son cop's son, cop yeah. son. Yeah. Cooper no that's
1: no. Um, no that's no no that's Betty's last name
2: okay last so, man,
1: so yeah. he's the cop's son he's super amazing he plays a gay character and there's also gay relationships there's something for everybody I know you say that about every series you're like there's something for everybody in this show oh but, but there this is one. oh but this one so okay so my friend from college uh, sh- her brother plays this character, and he's like this amazing, phenomenal actor. And her other brother is a famous Broadway star, and she's having her birthday party on a New York City rooftop on Saturday. Are you going? Well, uh, yeah, You need to, I mean, go, I'm to go. These people are to um, yes. be there. I'm, my Am mom's I? like, "This is your ticket," and I didn't even tell Iggy. I'm like, "Okay, fuck you. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> you have to invite <laughs> me, girl."
2: If if I... Oh my god, if Cole Sprouse <laughs> is there, I'm gonna die. You, you she dead. is
1: Morda. best friends yeah, with Morda. all of those guys. She has pictures with all of them. She has pictures with Queer Eye for the Street. Like all, she's like in the circle. So she's having this rooftop Hook party, and up, she says, girl. "Invite everybody." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you know I'm gonna come with a crew." <laughs> all right, so that's my spiel about Riverdale. Everyone go watch it. It's on the
0: CW. Okay, I need to. i To watch because I'm just worried this is going to be too like ish for me. Like,
3: well, if you do enjoy high school shows, then you will enjoy it.
1: (laughs) You're you're not. I'm sorry, but you're not selling it. No. Yeah. No. (laughs) Well, I mean,
3: I'm 32 and I watch it. You're right. So and uh, yeah you're it right. It is a good All show. Right. It is like a good show. The acting is good. Yeah. CW shows are good though. Yeah. And Cheryl, I mean, let is me say this: the hottest
1: lipstick lesbian you'll ever see in your entire life. Oh, she's oh, like, she gorgeous, gorgeous girl.
2: Amazing.
0: Okay. I think I put a picture. Anyways, well, oh, she's gorgeous. Leslie, what so do you hard. want to say before we get Rabia on the on the line? Oh my God, on Skype.
2: I mean, of course <laughs> it's gonna be a great show with great actors because Cole Sprouse is there. He sucks. God. Everybody, he
0: sucks. Okay, Suck my I, these two go back and forth all the time on this show. I <laughs> swear to God, I'm gonna have to tune in. I'm just really worried that no, you guys. I mean, the to. last show I watched on CW I think was Smallville, and I don't even know what the hell happened to that. I
1: want to know if listeners, if Sarah watches the show, do you guys want us to do an after Riverdale show where we recap the show and the episode, and we say like all of our comments comment yes or no, let us know. Oh my god.
0: All right, yeah, email, sarah at heyfrage.com. Rabia Chowdhury is going to be joining us. Um, These guys are getting her uh, hooked up on Skype, so she's going to be on the show. Um, You know that name because of the years that she spent. She is literally the one that brought Adnan Saeed's story to NPR, to Sarah Koenig, so we're going to have her on. I want to do one quick story with you and get your take on this um, before we get Rabia on the line. So how do you feel about this but I, recently there's been some stories as far as like keeping positivity uh, these three little words are making you a negative person and you probably say them all the time okay are there any three words aj that you say that you feel are making you a negative person like um, once i heard these i
1: was like oh my god i always say that i'm like everybody's uh, they ask me if i'm okay and i'm like i'm fine but really i'm dying inside oh, if, you're, if, you, I'm if you if you lie fine. about it no. like i'm fine no, when that's actually good. No,
0: according to this article, you should keep faking it. Yeah.
1: Oh, keep faking yeah. it. <laughs> okay, great. Even though I'm dying inside, and there's like,
0: <laughs> are you
1: really? No. Well, a lot of the time, people ask me
0: like, "Are you okay?" And I just fake a smile. I'm like, "Aha, uh-huh, of course. <laughs> Everything is fine." Well, here's the thing: like, I've known you now for a year, right. and you are so talented and so oh, smart. Thank I think you, Sarah. These, you just are like a lot of, I would imagine, young twenty-three year olds in the sense of I feel like you have a lot of like. You There's put so, so much, much pressure, pressure to succeed, yeah, but- and social media does not help with that. You're seeing your friends,
1: and they're they're living in New York, and they look like they have everything. And not that I want to compare myself, but you always think like <laughs> I need to do more. <laughs> you are <laughs> um, right. So don't compare yourself. But then I'm, of course, I'm looking at all these people, and um, you're so, literally yeah. 23. I always have to re- remind myself because we should be so far there. You know, everybody's. You are working
0: in right. the media business, right? Which is.
1: Which is a hard one.
0: A hard one. Yeah, you're on air. You're learning audio. You're learning video. You're learning all these amazing things. Right. Like you have to give yourself credit, and you're actually making like an income. It's not where you want it to be, but it's a start. A hundred percent.
1: I am so thankful, and I have to tell myself. All the stuff that I'm thankful for.
0: Well, um, I just want to tell you this really quickly, and then Rabia is on the phone. But it's when you say things like "I have to." According to the article, a life is good article, you are supposed to be sending out good vibes all the time. So, "I have to" is bringing you negative energy if you believe this. They say "I get to." So, when you do things like "I have to go to the store," oh my god, I, I do that have all- to get a tea That's all cur- I say. Me too. They are saying that I get to. It's something that companies like Life is Good, which sends positive messages through all kinds of apparel and goods, encourage their employees and customers to do. They say it elevates not only a workplace, but your own mental health. It's a privilege, they say. And really, we're all lucky to be able to do things like being able to go to the store to take care of yourself. Um, I have to go to spin class. You get to go. You get to work on your health. They're saying changing that mindset and those words can have a huge effect. Isn't that great? I never even thought about that. I'm really going to try that. I'm going to come back and see if it works because I'm always saying I have to go to the
1: gym. I have to go grocery shopping. I have to go work. Yeah, like all that stuff. And I never feel like doing it. I force myself almost. So I'm going to say I get the privilege to do this.
0: Uh, Rabia is on the phone with us right now. Rabia, are you here? I am. Hi, guys. Hi, Rabia. How are you?
4: I'm very well. How are you?
0: So good. Thank you for being on with us. I, like everybody else, have been obsessed in following Adnan's story. And you and I met uh, about a year ago at Channel 5. And I just wanted to have you on because I admire you and everything that you have done. And you are such an inspiration of how you have changed and brought such awareness to the justice system. And especially, of course, to Adnan's story. So thank you for being on with us.
4: Oh God, it's my pleasure. And thank you for all those nice words. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I hate to say it's terrible, but I've had tunnel vision just to be helping Adnan all these years. And there've been people who've been doing criminal justice and wrongful conviction work for decades. So I can't, um, take credit for <laughs> the years of work others have put in but thank you
0: yes so Robbie, tell me this you know I've been I've been refreshing myself and of course like everyone you know I listen to Serial start from the beginning like I am so fascinated because you're the one that literally pitched Adnan's story to Sarah Koenig and NPR so take us back like did that just happen like one email had you been emailing them for a while how did that story actually get picked up
4: so yeah, so what happened was um, you know, we, it was in, in, I think about a month or so after <clears throat> we had an appeal hearing and it went very badly for us. Okay. And I already, and that was the appeal hearing we had prepared for, for 10 years wow. and his alibi witness didn't show up. And I, and I testified there, but I knew we were going to lose. And, you know, I had been thinking about like, I should contact somebody in the media, somebody who's like an investigate, investigative journalist, um, because they can they can like dig into stories in a way that lawyers can't we have a lot of like bound like ethical boundaries we can't cross and things like that so i was this one night watching on netflix west of memphis which was a documentary about the west memphis three case oh, um, for, yeah if anybody's familiar with that but there's been a lot of movies made about that that incident it's terrible crime um and after i watched it i said you know what because and that filmmaker was so impressive um the documentarian who made that film and she really changed the entire, like, what I thought actually had happened in the case. She completely changed my mind. And I was like, this is why we need an investigative journalist. So that night I turned off the TV and I said, well, I'm not going to ask Adonara's an family. I'm just going to see if I can find somebody. Wow. And I went on- yeah, and what I did was I looked for a Baltimore so I looked for a Baltimore journalist who had written about the case or about his lawyer back in the nineties and Sarah Koenig had written about Adnan's lawyer being disbarred in the nineties. So I, I hunted her down online and she was now working at this American Life and I said, you know, let me shoot her an email and I did. Like all this took place in the matter of like ten minutes after wow. I was done and two days later, she responded and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come see you. And she came see, and saw me and my brother about a week later. And that meeting is what you hear in the very first episode of Serial. And then she was just kind of hooked. And that was it.
0: And we were talking about, you know, as a show, you grew up with Adnan. So you have seen him. Um, you know, you're like a big sister to him, essentially, which is how you knew him. Correct.
4: Yeah, he's my my younger brother's best friends since they were about 13 or 14. So we didn't really grow up together. I was an adult, you know, by the time they were friends, I was like, you know, in law school or I I was already like, or maybe I was like in college. But the point is, you know, I would, when I would go home, like, you know, when I would visit my parents on the weekends from my dorm, you know, he'd be kicking it with my brother. And, um, and so I just kind of, but I also knew him from the community. His parents lived just a few streets away from my parents. Uh, I would see them at the mosque, like you know, kind of like he was just one of the
0: neighborhood kids. Right, absolutely. So we all know what happened with you know the serial. We all listened, you know, to that. And I was when I was researching for this interview with you, I was seeing some interviews. So overall, were you guys actually happy with serial, or was it kind of like you'd always wish that they had taken a stronger stance in in that Adnan was innocent?
4: Yeah. You know, so after Sarah became interested in the story, I had to then sell it to Adnan and I had to sell it to his lawyer and his family Uh and tell them, trust me here. And Sarah had said to me, and after spending a number of months looking at the case, she said, yeah, we're going to do like a full deep dive. And she's like, honestly, and she told me and she also told one of his lawyers, his old lawyers, that I wouldn't do this if I didn't think he was innocent. And there were many times in that in the year that she invested in case, she said similar things. And also she had a really great personal relationship with Anand non that was never reflected in the podcast. So it was really weird listening to like week after week, her say, well, maybe he's a wonderful guy. Maybe he's a psychopath when privately she's like, you know, a friend, her kids, you know, like con- communicate with him. And it was like, and I understand like there was a value to that in terms of p- keeping people hooked. Um, sure. But so there were things that bothered us, but I felt like it was still worth it because it brought so much attention to the case. Uh, and then as a lawyer, I had – and I I told her even at the time. I said, you know, you – she's not an investigative journalist. None They didn't have any lawyers or criminal investigators on their team, and I think it would have helped them if they had. They told an amazing story because they're great storytellers.
0: Sure, but sure.
4: I'll give you like one example of the, of the, like an issue that I had. And I said, you did 12 episodes on a murder case, but not one episode was about the autopsy report. Like, look, like nice. for, if if you're investigating a murder case, the very first place you want to start, if there's no other evidence is the body, the body has evidence, you know? So um, it was things like that, that they just kind of missed. And so it was, but it wasn't, that doesn't mean that what they, you know, we're, thrilled with what they did
0: sure um, sure my,
4: my I just wish at some point they would say hi we're gonna come back and do an update on everything that's happened since we covered this case because a lot's happened but you know of course they, they have the right to move on as
1: well so
0: and and that's what they've decided to do right they, they've kind of you know obviously they had a serial second season which was Bo Bergdahl so they've never come back to you guys so far to want to do an update uh
4: no, no well so actually when Adnan had got a second shot at uh, the same appeal hearing he lost that, you know, all those years ago before I contacted, um, Sarah Canning to show up. She showed up for the hearing for a few days and she did report on that. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, since then they haven't done anything. I think maybe they blogged once when his conviction was over actually overturned because his conviction was overturned. Um, but they haven't really dug deep into it. And I think that's okay. Other people are carrying the story on. There's a documentary team that's been working on it for a few years. Sure. So there's there's a lot more to be told to the story
0: I know and that's and of course you you know you're a part of the very very successful undisclosed podcast which which really dug deeper into this and kind of talked about those situations that really um from your point of view proves that Adnan is innocent um so tell us a little bit about that for i mean undisclosed has had hundreds of millions of downloads but for anyone who hasn't heard it what are some of the other points that really prove that Adnan is is innocent because I'm with you. You know, leaving cereal, and of course, I've I've read everything since. You know, and and the interviews that some article, some outlets did with Jay, who was always the very shady figure. You know, in this. Um, but but cereal does leave it like, well, I don't know, did Adnan do it? You know, and they kind of at times went into Adnan's character that he, he had a darker side, which of course everybody, you know, no one lives a perfect life. So, what are some of the things you are cover?
4: Was he took 20 bucks from the mosque when he was 13, 14? I mean,
0: right, so, right, but they think that like it was a lot more money, right? I mean, in the I remember it being like a bigger deal, I think, in serial than I probably it was in real life,
4: right? I mean, I, I yeah, that was that episode was hard on all of us because we were we said, mm. I said, you really are going to report on something, and that's not even something, and non it's like, yeah, I did do it. I was a kid, I was stupid, I wanted to like play arcade games. How is that in any way relevant to a murder, like a violent crime? Right. Right. Instead of, you know, and then you have Jay Wiles, who's a state's witness, who, by the way, and I gave the I, I told Sarah the records are public um, that he had a criminal record after all of this happened. Um, he had been arrested for ch- trying to choke his, you know, baby's mother. Yes. I mean, so he- so, but you won't. But she didn't report it at all in the podcast. So anyhow, when you talk about Undisclosed, what happened was with Undisclosed and it's the Undisclosed podcast is not even so much my uh, perspective. What happened was as Serial was ongoing, all, lots of people were writing about Serial, t- podcasting about Serial. And I came across two lawyers who were blogging about the case. I didn't know them at all. Um, Sarah, uh, sorry, Susan Simpson and Colin Miller. Colin is a professor of law and then Susan is a a white collar attorney in DC. But she's like an incredible investigator. So she was looking at the documents that I was putting online and really seeing things that nobody had noticed um, before, including, for example, she's the one who found, I mean, not found, it was there, but nobody noticed it. Like a, a cover sheet that was attached to, like a fax cover sheet that was attached to cell phone records. That, and these are the records that the this court, the state used to say to prove that Adnan was here that day. He was here that day. And so AT&T, when they fax those records over to the state in 99 on the fax cover sheet and nobody reads fax cover sheets except for Susan Simpson. It says there's a line that says um, cell tower information cannot be used for location status. Like, it's clearly telling you that the technology mm. is wonky. Like, you can't – so, and just this week, I read an article that said using those records from back then before GPS, like, it, the phone could have been in, like, a 40-mile range of those towers. Um. So those are the – that actually – that point got the conviction overturned once. Um, so that was something Susan found. Anyhow, when I'm reading these lawyers' blogs, I'm like, i got to contact them. And then so we came together, and much of Undisclosed, the first season was, like, 35, 40 episodes – uh, it was the stuff that Susan and Colin found and some, and for exa- another thing, for example, Hay's boyfriend, the guy she was actually dating at the time that the crime took place, um, the police quickly eliminated him as a suspect because uh, he gave that he said I was working and they checked with the manager and they said, yes, she, he was working. Well, the manager was his mother. Yes. And all- yeah, all these years later, it turns out those timesheets look like they might have been falsified. In fact, we're pretty certain they were falsified. Um, oh. We've had them, like, we've had uh, another investigator. Sh-
0: Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby. Every day slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. Fraser twenty. That's F R A S E R. The numbers two zero.
4: Took him to like seventeen different uh, Lens crafter employees, including the same manager who was working there. Another manager, a different store, at the same time, and he said this is not um, a legitimate timesheet. So where was he? I mean, there were all these investigative leads that were dropped. Right. Um, yeah. There's there so many things. I mean, if you think about Serial twelve episodes, we did like almost forty episodes in the case. There's a lot there that. Uh, that was, to, you know, as lawyers, we need, we think it needs to be looked at.
0: So is it frustrating at this point? Because I know, you know, um, Anand won the right to a new trial, but then there's been some, uh, but now there's like still some other hangups. Is there a frustration because, you know, you see people like Kim Kardashian, you know, getting involved now with with criminal justice stories, you know, and then that quickly, she helped, um, and I'm drawing a blank on the woman's name, but kind of get that woman. And I know it's a totally different case, but it seems like Adnan's has has really dragged out. Like, there's been all this attention, but yet a lot of setbacks.
4: Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, and, and this the same thing happened with the, the West Memphis 3 case, and it's very, very common in wrongful convictions. I mean, look, after doing Adnan's case, what happened was innocence projects in different parts of the country contacted us, and private attorneys contacted us saying, can you also do our client's case? Can you also... Wow. And then every... Every, in every, We've done 10 other wrongful convictions in the last three years in the show. And in every case, you see the same pattern, which is the state keeps fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. So we have been mentally prepared that the state's going to keep appealing it until they can't appeal anymore. And that's where we are right now. We are at the last level of appeal. Anon won the last appeal last year. And I'm sorry, this, this past um, spring. And then the state filed a new appeal. OK. And it's the last appeal, though. They can't appeal after this.
0: Wow. So we
4: have one more level, but, you know, there are some other things happening behind the scenes I can't really talk about right now, but I think I've, I think he's going to be home soon, is what I think. I think in the next year he'll be home, appeal oh. or not appeal. He's won every... We're moving in the right direction. It's frustrating. It'll be 20 years this February, January.
0: Well,
2: wow, I know. Um, seems... Yeah, it's
4: yeah long 20 years, but, but we're moving in the right direction, so...
0: AJ, do you have a question for Robbie? I mean, I have a million. I was. Uh... Oh, yeah, keep going, keep oh, going. Well, so, no, my question, too, was... I don't know how much you can say about this, but obviously, you know, clearly you say and have put forward evidence that Adnan did not do this. Do you know or do you have a suspect of who you think did it? And if, in fact, Adnan is out in the next year, do you think that there will be a separate arrest in this story?
4: So I, I think, um, OK, I. There's a there there are two there are about two, I would say two strong viable alternate suspects and I okay. talk about them. I wrote a book about the case and had non-contributed to the book a couple of years ago as a New York Times bestseller. There's a lot in there that's not covered by either podcasts. So if you have listeners who are really obsessed with the story, you know, check out the book. It's called Non-Story, um, and in there I kind of lay out a um, lay out a case. For like this, like if I were to reopen the investigation, I would absolutely start with him, her boyfriend at the time. Yes. that's where I would. Sure, that's where I would. Be. Um, and if and that's how you work. You f- you fully investigate a suspect and then you try to eliminate them. And if he's fully investigated, I don't know what that would yield. But then there was, you know, six months before Hay was killed, an- another young girl was killed, same area, strangled, her body dumped in the woods, eighteen years old, very similar crime. Um, that guy was the, the guy who killed that young woman, uh, young girl. I mean, Jada Lambert. Um, he was convicted in 2004 because the D- they, ca- they caught his DNA. Like her DNA had been yes. tested. Now, in this, case, in, in this case, the victim in this case, Heyman Lee, they took a rape kit from her, her body. They took fingernail clippings and they never tested it. Oh. So think about it. The prosecutor put, took we found the file. The prosecutor wrote on the top. Do not hold for like, do not test. Basically, he didn't want to mess up his case. He was like, I got it. Not I don't want to get this tested. And it'd be somebody else. So that evidence that physical evidence could still this day be tested.
2: Wow. And it
4: it could point to somebody else. And yes, there could be an arrest in that situation.
0: Why do you think, and I, I know you've spoken on this before, but why do you think that Anand has been arrested for this story, that that the state has stuck by it so vehemently um, and never done things? And of course, look, I, I've done some investigative stuff for Fox, so sadly I see these things fall through the cracks all the time. But do you guys feel like it was um, any sort of racial prejudice? Do you think they just wanted to get this solved and done and sadly Anan was wrong place, wrong time? Why, what was, what's yeah. been your theory over the years.
4: Well, I mean, look, they they so they they needed a theory of the crime, right? Mm. And and there was no theory that really fit for them because they couldn't find a motive. Okay. They couldn't find like a fact pattern that well he had no violent history. They had to come up with something, and that something was was the religious component. And the state is the one that repeatedly brought up his religion over and over again. Um, So that component existed, but I think it existed because they realized they had to fill this gap, right? Because the jury's going to be like, why would he want to do that? So they're like, oh, they came up with this crazy theory of this kid, he parties and he smokes pot and he drinks and he dates girls, but he's so strictly religious um, that he had to honor kill this girl, also, you know, forget being offended that they actually made the argument that's, like, part of my religion or something. But um, they had to fill in the blanks. But, you know, what really happened is not unusual in other wrongful convictions. And the interesting thing is the detectives that were involved in Anand's case have been involved in other wrongful convictions where people oh. have been exonerated. Wow. Two, two other men have been exonerated in the last few years in which the exact same detective – so what ends up happening is this. And I've seen this in Philadelphia. I've seen this in other cities. We've done these yeah. cases. If you, if you have one one shady cop, he can impact a lot of defendants over his career. And so these, uh, in the other two wrongful conviction cases where these men were actually fully exonerated after 18 and 20 years, what the what the officers had done was they had coerced, they had forced witnesses to make false statements. Uh, in one case, they told this woman, you're going to say that you saw him do the, the shooting or I'm going to take away your kids. They had a pattern. And in this case, Jay was that person that they yes. coerced. And when people say, how come Jay can't get his story straight? Because that poor kid, he had, I'm saying poor kid, but he was 19. He was told that he was going to be charged with the murder. They told him that. Mm. And he was just making up whatever he could on the fly to cover his butt, basically. And so um, that's how the whole thing started. They just wanted to close their case. And these guys have a pattern of doing it. Other exonerations, it's the same story over and over. But it just, it doesn't take a whole conspiracy. It just takes a couple of shady detectives to do this to a lot of people.
0: Where do you think we're at? You know, you now, of course, you turn on Netflix, making a murderer staircase. You know, I mean, I really, I, I guess I... I I'm just so impressed with you because I feel like, you know, you sent that email, of course, to help Adnan, but then it really just set off this um, domino effect to some degree. And of course, I know Staircase and these shows were in the works perhaps at the time in 2014 when Serial came out. But, you know, we are seeing like a light shed on the justice system. Do you think that these stories like Serial are helping to make things better? I mean, this the justice system seems scary as hell in this country.
4: Yeah, I know. Look, Serial takes all the credit for shining that light. Um, I think what Serial did was, you know, I grew up with all these, I loved, like, you know, the 2020 and Dateline. Yeah, sure. Those shows were always about the cops getting the right person. So this narrative that sometimes we get the wrong person, we've known it in the back of our minds, but not, Serial is the one that made it, first of all, really interesting. Yes, about and listen you know what i mean um they made it entertaining and i think that was important you know to bring awareness to the case um and absolutely you know making a murder they've been working on that for years but i think it got picked up by netflix after serial exploded and the same thing there's been there are hundreds of true crime podcasts now right some of them all about cold cases many of them about wrongful convictions and i will say this i personally of the 10 defendants we've covered um in at least four of the four of the ten, maybe five of the ten cases, well, we're—I mean, they're all live cases, but at least four, it looks like we're going to end up with plea deals at some point, point. Mm. and so there is an impact to people on the ground. Um, there's another podcast called Truth and Justice. Bob Ruff—he investigates wrongful convictions, and he has helped exonerate one man in the last few years. I mean it's making a difference. And so people now, and you know, it's interesting. I, I saw the Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson documentary that yes. came out. Um, and you know, that's one of those show. that's one of those cases when it was happening. I'm like, heck to the yes, this guy's guilty of sin. But I feel, and I'm not saying I don't think that anymore. I, I don't know. Right. But uh, this documentary created enough doubt where you're like, God, you know, we're looking at the system differently. We're looking at evidence differently. Uh, And I think it's important to do, especially as many of us will end up on juries. uh, It's good to
0: be informed. Absolutely. Has A couple more questions for you, Robbie, and then I I know we got to let you go. But um, what about Heyman Lee's family? You know, of course, you got Serial has brought so much light and so much support to Adnan. Has anyone over the years, you know, they didn't participate in Serial. Has anyone heard from them, how they're doing, what they believe? Are they open to thinking that someone else could have done this?
4: yeah i you know I know Sarah Koenig tried very hard to reach them. um our team hasn't, and we shouldn't. It would be really wrong for us to reach out okay. um, considering like you know that we're part of the defense team basically um and we don't want anybody to ever say that they feel pressured because we reached out or they felt uncomfortable or you know anything excuse me my phone oh sure um, so um i i they apparently reached out to the prosecution as the appeal as the one of the appeals was going on um and the prosecutor read a statement that he said this is from the Heyman lee family the truth is i don't trust this prosecutor i think he could totally make it up because he's a he's i i feel like he's completely unethical um but nobody's ever heard from them like directly you know like on camera or on audio i i don't know a single person but it's not unusual for victims families to always like you know maintain that maintain that belief in they need that, you know, sure. it would be really horrible if there suddenly, if, if the entire process for them to go through the trial and get that conviction, it's a form of resolution. Now, and sure. all that's been upturned, it's not just, you know, you have no resolution for your loved one, but also the system failed you. Right. Yeah. And if, if ever they're able to find, you know, test the DNA and I hope that happens in Adan's case, um, and really find who killed her, I think the state owes her family an apology. They don't just owe an apology. They owe the family an apology. And they're the ones who failed them.
0: Thinking about that, you're such an optimist. I think a lot of people at this point are with you that believe that Adnan will at some point be free. Has Adnan given any thought to what he will do when he is actually free? Or is that just something he can't comprehend yet until it happens?
4: You know, I'm sure it's something he thinks about. I'll be honest. When we speak we we don't we we've really avoided that conversation yeah. because it just raises too many hopes and he's uh you know he just doesn't want to get his hopes up he's very he's very uh cautiously optimistic or i am a little more overtly optimistic um i remember when his con- the first time the conviction was overturned and we decided to apply for bail and all of a sudden we're like wait a minute wait a minute if he gets bail where is he gonna live is he gonna live because i don't i don't think he should live back in baltimore city where his family is Um, I don't trust, you know, the police there, to be honest. And when you're, when you're out on bail, the smallest thing can get you thrown back in prison. And I, and I, and also he's, he doesn't, he has no idea how much attention from the media there will be when he gets out and how to handle all that. So, um, we had these sudden, I mean, the bail was denied anyways, which in a way was in a way a little bit of a relief because. I was worried that he would get out, media would hound him, other people would hound him, and he would end up messing up the bail and, you know, something would happen. So we haven't thought about it. I think – I mean, I think he can do whatever he wants. Nice. Um,
0: yes. Well, and I hope, you know, I, I read too HBO was going to do a docu-series. I've always been curious, and, and from an attorney point of view, maybe you can tell us this, but I hope to some degree is Adnan going to profit from this because, I mean, he still has to have big attorney fees. And then, you know, I mean, the whole if, you know, once it's overturned, I, I don't know, it doesn't seem like the state really does end up compensating you much. Is he benefiting from all this? Because the story still is making money for people. Yeah.
4: So for his attorney fees for the last few years, and they've amounted to maybe three, four hundred thousand dollars, we have paid um, from revenue through the podcast and also from donations, Um, you know, and thank God, because honestly, we this is the reason why defendants just run out of options. They can't pay lawyers anymore. That's a lot of money to pay. And uh, so we've been able to cover that, thankfully. You know, the, the thing is, with a lot of cases, if you end up if he ends up getting a plea deal, which is not uncommon, again, many wrongful convictions, the state finally gives up. They don't want to go back to trial, but they don't want to drop charges, so they offer a deal. Mm. The deal comes with the condition that you can't sue the state. You um, <sighs> could end up with no damages. Now the series that's going to be on HBO next year, um, he's not. All, he can't profit from that. He's in prison. I mean, like. <sighs> And so there are things called um, son of Sam laws where a convicted felon cannot, or in certain cases they can't profit off of stories made about them or this and that. I think Adnan can get out. If people want to donate to a fund for him, they could do that. Um, I hope when he gets out, he will write his own book and, and you know, books also don't make you rich by the way. People are listening. You do not make
0: money. Oh, but it's <laughs> oh you um, don't get rich off the book. I huh? know off the
4: book. No. Um, you know, it's, it's <laughs> honestly, you get like minimum, we get minimum wage with a book, the, the amount of time you that's put into crazy. it. Crazy.
0: Even wow. someone with your profile. That's amazing. So for, yeah, for people that don't have your profile, God, you're making even then you're out of pocket. I hear a lot of people self-publish cause it's, yeah.
4: Yeah. And we didn't self-publish, but honestly, um, I had to take eight months off. Like you know, I'm a I'm a lawyer. I'm a professional. I have, uh, I make good money in my career. But I had to take eight months off to write the book. So I lost money. Wow. In that wow. time. And then even, even of the book deal, you know, like, he's like, like I said, he had my little like my little brother. I put aside a lot of money for him. So when he comes out, I'm gonna gift him what I can gift him.
1: That's amazing. And, uh,
4: he'll be fine. He'll oh be fine. God. We'll set up speaker speaker. Bureau
3: stuff for him And he'll be cool
0: we'll, we'll be okay. Rabia I, I just hope you understand Like what an impact Because I really do feel like It came from you I really do feel like You set off the domino effect I feel like you were Such an inspiration For other women To stand up it, You know it had to be difficult. It has to still be difficult all these years with having a life, a career, a family, you know, and, and to stand by someone and believe in someone. I, I just think that, I hope you understand, like, what a great impact. Because I, I watch these two crime shows and I really feel like it, they came from you. And, you know, you're... Awesome. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I think it's great. Yeah.
4: Look, honestly, if the serial team hadn't created an incredible, incredible series... Sure. None of this would happened. It's... I give them full credit. The only credit I can take is the kind of credit that other people who stick by their loved ones take, which is just not walking away. I just didn't walk away. and. That's um, and, and I'll take credit for that. But uh, all the other phenomena, serial, is, is they they launched a million ships. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, they
0: really did. Uh, last question for you, though. Where you know, if people are in this boat, I'm sure lots of people listening may know somebody who is currently in prison and and wrongfully convicted. Where can people start? Do you have any information that where people can get started to help another loved one that might be in this similar situation?
4: You know, the most important thing in a situation like this. First of all. Very few people get incarcerated unless they have one person on the outside who never gives up. Um, the most important thing for a family member, a friend of somebody who's wrongfully, you know, convicted or. Or whatever is to get the record together when that person's in prison they can't get access to the files get all the police records you can get the court records um you know file uh, public information requests from the prosecutor's office get the different defense files get all the documents you can together wow to preserve that record so you have as much as you can whether it's police interviews everything you can get get a hold of um and then you will try to you have to try to find a lawyer obviously to do it but there are people who without a lawyer have done it then you know you got to dig through it. Uh, innocence projects are all over the country. It's also a good idea to contact law schools and ask if there are law students interested in looking at a case. A lot of law students are looking for opportunities or they have clinics and say, I've got like, you know, 10,000 pages of documents. Can somebody go through them with me, explain them to me. And, um, and so that's where you start, but that record is so important. And the second step of this, then when you have somebody competent in place, like a lawyer or law student, um, is to, you have to go back and, and, um, uh, interview witnesses over.
0: Wow. You I mean,
4: interview is over. Yeah.
0: Rabia, you are terrific. Thank you for being on. Yes, it's rabiachowdry.com is your website. The book is The Search for Truth and Justice after Serial Adnan Story, New York Times bestseller. Okay, this is it. We're all depressed, though. New York Times bestseller, you still don't make money. We're depressed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We're never writing a book. Anyway, That's thank so. you. We'll book anyways, but thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Rabia, you're terrific. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. You got it. I mean, I am so fascinated to see. I mean, will her prediction, will Adnan be free in the next year? Wouldn't that be wild? I didn't know it was coming up that soon. I honestly, my biggest question for her, and you asked it right away,
1: was that um, what is next for him? You know, because people, when they get out of jail, they've been incarcerated for so long. What is it, 20 years, right? 20 years. And you're thinking they're almost at a worse place out, can you believe then, that bullshit? I can't they, believe that they they.
0: Why wouldn't they test the nails and the? You know what I'm talking about? I think is it costs money. I think the DNA costs money. I think it's oh, time consuming, costs money. They're so backlogged, and I think too these justice systems. It seems like they form a story, and for oh. some reason these motherfuckers don't want to be like they don't want to be open to thinking they could be wrong. One hundred percent. And it's like, what the fuck? You guys are working for the greater good of
1: people. You like, think they are, but apparently, it's you know it's really it's really messed up in there. What? I just I, I would be so pissed off if I was any part of the family. I just don't understand why. And they've done so much already. Not saying they didn't do anything, because obviously, cereal brought so much attention. But I just it, it frustrates me that they didn't test the DNA. I know, like a lot of odds and ends that I don't understand. I like
0: when I was listening to cereal, I was like, well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do this? That's I, I, yeah, and you know, right then and there, I mean, too, in serial, when they addressed the fact that Heyman Lee's boyfriend yes. worked at that AT and T store or Verizon, it might have been—I I can't recall the actual store name—but that his mom was his boss, yeah. And they went by that was like what LensCrafters. It was Lens LensCrafters. Lenscrafters. Yeah. Thank you. The manager. That that is
1: such an important fact to know that the mom was the manager.
0: Yes, such an important Shannon. What do you think? Because Shannon, on our show, also is a big true crime follower. You were you were obsessed with serial. You knew exactly who Rabia was. What did you think of her interview? What do you think of of the whole thing? And and if his story, if Adnan will be out,
3: I'm not really sure what to think of him. And his, as far as his you know guilt goes, but I think that everything that Rabia had to say is very important. And I think that it is important to you know, highlight these things and that I definitely think that the detectives in the case, they come up with a theory and then they sort of try to hammer that down. And they
1: go with that theory.
3: Right. Unfortunately, that's kind of what happens. And there's, you know, I mean, hopefully there's something that somebody can do about it. What is
0: up with these shitty detectives? I mean, my God, what is going
3: on? Undertrained. I mean, just, you know, cops in general are undertrained. I think they only have to go through like six weeks of training or something
0: like that. Something that's crazy, yeah. Is it because of a lack of people being interested in, in it? Well, I did hear that. I mean, I intri- I've i interviewed Chief Newsham in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. who's the police chief here in, in D.C. a couple of times. And he does say now because of, um, you know, and a lot of the attention is deserved. These cops are go out and way abuse their power and they can't oh, yeah. wait to blow you away. I mean, they can't wait to shoot you, you know. So, like, I think because of that, a lot of people are not becoming police officers because they see, but, you know, in lots of cases, too, police are, like you guys are saying, under-trained. I yes. think- I guess they're starting here in Washington, D.C. a little bit. But I think, you know, the men and women that serve in the police force need like therapy and like mindfulness. Like it's hard to deal with because lots of times you are dealing with mentally ill people who are attacking you. You know, I mean, you're scared for your own safety. So like I'm sure you you have to decompress every day. Like it's so hard. I, I think Shannon's right. They don't get the training. And then I think, you know, there's all kinds of things. And to be a detective, I mean... Look, I always say this, I learned so much from doing the Savopoulos story, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we, we talked about. There's going to be some updates in that in the trial. It is It is so easy to see how these cases take so long. Police are overwhelmed detectives. They have multiple and a city like Washington or Baltimore, Baltimore, you have tons of murders like you're so you you've got this girl. You've got to solve it. You've got probably five other murders. At but you're least, also thinking about that you're trying to do with these cases. I feel like they're probably will be all do. over the place. They probably think of how many yeah. errors we make in a day. Oh right. Well, the problem is the stakes are higher. But exactly. People's lives are on the line. It takes so much time, so many resources. And then, you know, you sometimes have people who don't want to cooperate. How much time can you spend? So I think they, like she said, Jay, they were like, you know what? This shady dude, it's either you or it's this kid who's uber religious from the mosque who, you know, smokes weed. Probably doesn't want to admit that to his parents like every other teenager, you know, done. And they pin it on him. Oh, I just—I've always been fascinated by that. I'm so glad I, I wanted to have her on. Okay, uh, last thing on the show—we do pineapple mail on Mondays. Pineapple mail are all of your emails. And by the way, I've had people email me and go, um, "Hey, Sarah, are you going to write me back um, about <laughs> your email?" And I'm like, yeah, we read them on the show. So um, look, this is the one I wanted to read. Uh, hey, Sarah. You can always email Sarah at hayfrage.com. Hey, Sarah. Love the podcast and have been listening to you for years. This article titled Is Someone Orbiting You on Social Media? It may be hurting your mental health. Needs to be discussed by you and the crew. I would love to hear your opinion. Why so? Why is no one talking about all the superficial relationships on social media? We are catering to these fake friends. Let's talk about it. So orbiting is essentially when somebody likes you, but but they don't. Actually, have what is it, AJ? You know, really quick. In this article, they were talking about when you break up with somebody and then that
1: the person that you broke up with, they'll go and they'll orbit you just to kind of stay in your world. Like they'll like a picture to show their presence. So, Fake ass friends. Right. And so, or somebody that just like isn't in your life anymore and you had a bad breakup with a friend and they're still following you on every form of social media and they like your pictures. They, they won't comment, but they'll just show their presence. And in they were saying that the person that broke up with the, per, how do I explain it? Like... It's just not a good thing. Psychologically, you're still thinking about them when you're supposed to have a break. And they're not really interested in and you. And they're Can't not you really interested in you. Can't block them or mute
0: them? Or That's you don't want to be
1: that extreme. But they say psychologically, you almost want their likes and their comments. You're like, oh, I broke up with them. But because of human nature is how we are, we, we kind of never want to end a relationship because we're social creatures. Oh, so they say, like we secretly wanna like, like we want to see those likes from okay. the people we broke up with. Okay,
0: well I'm gonna do more research now. I want to talk about the up with Dan. See if he still likes you on okay. social media. He won't. He's not even on. He could give a shit. <laughs> I, the other day I was like, would you be upset like uh, if I, I we watched Mission Impossible? We went to the movies and we to the movies. Tom Cruise's wife in there has to marry somebody else to keep his identity like secret. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Would you be upset if I had to marry somebody else? He goes, no. I just want be you to be happy. It. I'm like, oh, okay, Fuck okay.
1: Off. Anyways, We're
0: Bye everybody! We love you! Bye, love you! Rock the Caspar! Rock the cast Bye everybody! Yeah. Rock the yes, Caspar! Right. No, he'd be out. He's out. He's yeah, like, that's go that's marry that's someone that's else. That's bye, bye, Zan. Oh, why don't why don't we just live Big Love right now? Or uh, what's the show where they all marry each other? They have multiple wives. all have multiple husbands. Multiple, husbands, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sister wives. Spine, si- yeah. Okay. Sister husbands.